Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 29 of Just a Fitness Tip with Michael Ujoa and Jason Alls, Edinburgh's number one fitness podcast. Jason, you good, buddy? I'm good. I'm absolutely buzzing uh, off the success of our appearance on another podcast, Mitch. I think it's probably only right and proper that we shout out Mojo Jojo. Uh, yes. Yeah, please go ahead. Do the Mojo Injection. <laughs> Mojo Injection yeah. Guys, if you'd like a Mojo Injection, and that's not a double entendre, uh, head over to Jojo's podcast and listen to our one first, obviously, because it is the best. Of course, yeah. Um, it features a rap about Michael Ujoa. It does. Um, yeah, it's the first one I've been rapped about. And it also, tippers will appreciate this, it features Jojo mentioning, completely unprompted, that Michael Ujoa likes to take his top <laughs> yeah, off. she does. Vindication. Just, when, as soon as she's, she mentioned that, you saw your eyes light up. <laughs> Vindication, folks. So, yeah, that was good, wasn't it? You enjoyed it, didn't you, Mitch? I could see Mitch was kind of like uh, the for anyone that that would like a picture in their mind. If you can imagine watching a porno with your parents, <laughs> what your face might look like. He always looked like he was on the edge of like, what the hell is going to be happening here? See, when it's just me being interviewed on the podcast, I feel in control. But now, when well, I thought there... it was more the mixture of me and Jojo because Jojo is quite, shall we say. Uh, off the wall left field yeah she can be yeah yeah, yeah. and she she's up for talking about anything as well oh, she is she yeah, certainly is she is so it was good fun though i really enjoyed it and i listened back to it and i actually thought um to give ourselves some credit here i thought we gave a really good interview so did i yeah uh what also made me feel good was that our sound quality is better than hers oh jojo you've been cooled out no nah, she knows <laughs> you only have if you've got ears the you know um but also uh, what I really enjoyed uh, was when uh, Jojo said to us, so guys, why are you here? And Michael Joe goes off on the old publicity spiel about uh, here to promote the pod and his like deep philosophical reason for training people. <laughs> and then uh, she's like, no, what's the meaning of life? <laughs> <laughs> Just completely misread it. Yeah, it was yeah, funny. It was so go and listen to that. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's a good episode. Um, so thank you so much, Jojo, for having us on. I'm... I don't know what Daisy's doing right now, but she's like tangling herself up in the wires. She's trying to listen to Jojo's podcast. She's <laughs> so excited. Um, I think she's trying to also listen to the Inspired Edinburgh episode we're on, but good luck with that. Yep. <laughs> Come on, Elliot. Post it. Coming soon. Coming soon. So, yeah, 2020. What, what, what have you been up to this week, mate? Anything exciting? Been hanging out with you, you know today. We, we've hung out quite a lot recently, and I feel we need a break. Yeah. <laughs> God, this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> we were on a break. So we've, we've, I guess we could say we've been working or at least brainstorming creatively with mm-hmm. Rod and Jody, yeah. who are big tippers, um, the big tipper. Um, they're two photographers, or is that photographers, two videographers? Daisy's about to drag the microphone off the table. Yeah, they're they're photographers and videographers. Uh, they just started up their own company, called Penman. It's not hard. It's called Penman. Yeah, but what's the word after it? Is they've got? Is it Penman Photography or yeah. anything like that? Okay, just you don't Penman do. UK, I think. <laughs> okay, because they're based here. Okay, but we're going to be teaming up with them and doing some promo stuff. Uh, so that that will be exciting. <laughs> That's Rod t- really wants us to wear capes for some reason. He does. Yeah. Like all of his ideas involved us wearing capes, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm not against it. But where would you buy a cape in 2019? Uh, I feel like Primark. Yeah. You'd have to, also, I've said this, you'd have to iron it. So if you didn't have a crisp cape, <laughs> if you Superman never had a creased cape, did he? No, he didn't. Yeah, so there you Amazing. go. So watch out for that, guys. 
go and give them a follow because they they posted a very funny video of themselves listening to our podcast in the car. That's true. Um, Let me get their exact Instagram handle and then so it is yeah penman so that's p e w n m a w n underscore uk yeah on Instagram. Did you ever look at the old pen fifteen dot com? What was that back at school? Pen fifteen. What was that? Tippers no. Anyway, we can we can talk about it after. Okay. <clears throat> I look forward to that. Mm. Would you like some coffee? I, I love some. Yes. Right. Favorite part of the show. Uh, Elaine, client of mine, it's her favorite part of the show. Uh, I hope you enjoy this. Here you go, Elaine. It's good, isn't it? Elaine. <laughs> All for you, Elaine. Elaine, Elaine, this is your favorite bit. <laughs> that's, that's the worst bit. Oh, stop it. <laughs> brilliant so yeah we've got a, a fun episode today um for a change the first for everything uh our topic of uh chat to start things off is <clears throat> sleep so i think that um sleep has an overlay into so many different aspects of kind of training well-being um and everything else that i can't think of right now life uh, thank you very much uh so yeah first of all i guess we should say like jason how much do you sleep for starters and do you put a big emphasis on sleep so you've caught me at a bad time because okay. i actually messaged you this morning and your reply was why are you awake at half five <clears throat> so i have a kind of a turbulent relationship with sleep to illustrate that my mom told me the first time I, I didn't have a full night's sleep until I was five years old. And that seems to have continued now <laughs> at 31. Um, I'd, so I definitely, I'm not one of those people that embraces this kind of grind culture where you brag about how few hours sleep you have. Um, if I, I try and get eight hours, if I have less than seven, then I'm upset. Mm-hmm. But occasionally I will have about, I'll have five, but it's not because of, I plan on having five. It's because I've been disrupted. Um, I I said to you earlier as well, I'm one of those people that any kind of light, any kind of noise really does disrupt me too. Um, And it's only in recent years, and I think this is the same across kind of culture in general with this idea of uh, screen time. um, And we can talk about circadian rhythm as uh, as it relates to, diet as well because that's yeah. something that i heard about recently um and i think also just the world being a 24-hour landscape now mm-hmm. i think a lot of us kind of don't necessarily fit into the shall we say natural sleep cycle yeah um but it is definitely something that i am really interested in improving because if you think about it like what we always talk about in terms of supplements we always say fix your diet mm-hmm. before you buy any supplements and i think it's crazy that we're ignoring this simple, straightforward thing that we spend a third of our lives doing and instead opt for, you know, all these different recovery cures yeah. when the best recovery um, system, best recovery aid, best uh, what have you is is right here in our beds. It really is. It's funny. I, I've mentioned this, I think, in previous episodes where I'll send out a plan to a new client and I might get this, oh, that seems quite straightforward or that seems a bit basic. Um, and then you kind of have to emphasize to them, like nail these basics that I've sent you, like sleeping seven to nine hours a night, making sure that you're eating kind of a good amount of calories, drinking water, um, but emphasis on sleep, especially. Um, if you get that right, everything else just falls into place. 
Because as soon as your sleep goes out of whack, you end up making poorer food choices, your workouts are going to suck, you're just going to feel a bit miserable and grumpy. So if you are cutting down on sleep, thinking that oh, it doesn't really matter that much, it really does. Everything else does go to pot if your sleep's out of whack. Definitely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, what inspired me to want to talk about sleep was, and I, I do, I give these guys a shout out quite a lot, but I do listen to their pod. It's the uh, School of Calisthenics guys. They had a man called Nick Little Hales. That's a good name. Great name. And uh, his website is sportsleepcoach.com. His story is really, really interesting, actually, because he started off working for a furniture company. And it was only when he kind of climbed the ladder and was looking for more ways to market beds in particular to people that he started doing a little bit of study, a little bit more study about sleep. Um and figured, you know, the more information he had about that, mm-hmm. the more he could use it to market to people. Um, then uh, it turns out that the company he was working for, they started sponsoring Oldham Athletic, the local football team. And he was asked to go in and talk to them about sleep. And from there on, he ended up starting the British Sleep Council. Best job in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um and he's gone on from there. And so his career started in the 90s. And he was just talking about, you know, talking to coaches about performance. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that um, he that a lot of like physios and, and people who are working in rehab with athletes, they found that they do the work with the athletes. And then everything that the athlete was doing when they weren't mm-hmm. there was almost like undoing the work. Uh, and a big part of that was their sleep. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I thought it was really, really interesting. He he went on to talk a little bit about how we've become desynchronized with what you would call kind of natural mm-hmm. sleep cycle. Um, he said uh, that actually we would probably have slept shorter periods of time in 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 segments. So this idea of kind of napping, I guess, okay. to inject a little bit of eugoisms, siestas. Thank you very much. Um, so, because I've always felt, I don't know about you, but I sometimes feel like, oh, if I, if I sleep an hour in a day, I won't be able to sleep at night. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, it's better for me to have a big block of sleep than it is lots of little bits. But I, it I just don't like, like napping, though. Neither do I. I've never been a big fan of napping. I've always struggled to do it. Mm. Even like when I was at uni and you'd kind of be going out. Even then? Even when, well, students just usually sleep, don't they? They're known for sleeping pretty effectively. And drinking. And that, but yeah, all my mates would be able to just go and have a quick nap, and I just couldn't. I'd just never been able to nap. Um, I've always been one of those really weird early risers. Like mm-hmm. it was six o'clock in the morning, I'm yeah, happy getting up. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Morning glory. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Cheers, mate. Um, it's all right. I don't know what to say now. Well, you know, what I also yeah. I thought was quite interesting as well is this idea of. Um, time being a construct i realized we're going down the rabbit hole here <laughs> yeah. but simplistically so and and what i'm so, what i'm talking about specifically is this idea of daylight savings time mm-hmm. so obviously we have daylight savings time here very summertime yeah we shift the clocks forward and back but there are places in the world where they've just they just decided not to adopt this thing yeah and i think that's really really interesting that we've kind of created this false idea of time and hours in a day mm-hmm. um whereas back in the day lounging about the cave fall asleep wake up fall asleep wake up not looking at the time not to reset your watch mm-hmm. um we've kind of become a bit of a slave to the construct of time as opposed to just doing what we feel like and obviously a big part of that has been to do with the fact that 
if you have to be at work at nine o'clock, you can't fall asleep at nine thirty. I but, don't know. Some cultures allow like midday naps, don't they? Here we go. You and your Spanish influence. No, no, it's not. No, it's not Spain. They don't allow England. Midday. No, it's some. I want to say China, and I, I thought you were going to make up a country. No, no, yeah. uh, sleep, sleep, Topia, land. <laughs> yeah, I think no, that's a bed show. Where, <laughs> where they allow kind of a midday nap, and it's boosted productivity. I wish I, had, I knew the. You country say China? Right. Yeah, that's definitely not true. Right. Okay. So you. That, that's a conveyor belt of productivity in China. Uh, I doubt they even sleep at night. Shout out all the Chinese tippers. I'm gonna. Uh, do you nah. think people in China listen to this? Uh, if you do, let us know at Jason Pro and the Cyclist, and I'll let Mitch know. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this out, and then I will bring it back later on in the podcast because I don't wanna spend ages. But I think it's just this idea of, and I've heard it recently as well in terms of performance. A lot of athletes will train in the morning, and then have an afternoon nap, and then train again in the evening. Um, and so maybe maybe there's an approach here. If if guys out there, if you are struggling to get a full eight hours maybe the approach for you if you can work it into your lifestyle is to segment your sleeping in that respect but what i thought was really really interesting was this idea that sleep is one of the three key elements of training or Mm -hmm. well-being or just your lifestyle which is nutrition which is exercise and sleep but i don't necessarily think that we always look at it that way yeah, I, don't, I also think just like modern lifestyles is just not, uh, it just doesn't match up well with a good night's sleep, does it? Yeah. Um, just life is getting busier. We're expected to be able to work, socialize, um, exercise, um, have <clears throat> kind of downtime to ourselves and try and fit that into a 24-hour window along with seven to nine hours sleep. And it can be really difficult. So people are starting to just cut back, even if it is just like one or two hours, maybe from the usual schedule of sleeping. And this is having a knock-on effect, um, as I said at the start, causing you to maybe make poorer food choices. And then that has a bit of a trickle-on effect with other aspects of your life too. And um, I saw this really interesting study actually in Sleep Medicine Journal uh, in regards I love to that exercise. journal. <laughs> my favorite journal, uh, in regards to exercise um, and sleep. So in one study published in the journal Sleep Medicine, individuals with a self-reported sleep time of less than 6.5 hours a night completed moderate intensity workouts, so just walking, riding a stationary bike, or running or walking on a treadmill, four times a week for six weeks. And at the end of the experiment, they reported that getting an extra, they were getting an extra 75 minutes of sleep per night more than any drug has helped deliver, according to the study authors. Mm. They're not trying the right drugs. <laughs> so yeah, exactly that. So just a lot of time people say that they are too tired to be getting exercise. Their, their sleep pattern's really bad. They're struggling to get to sleep. When actually, if you can just incorporate somehow a bit of activity into your day, that might actually help you to get a few more hours. Um, I know it sounds a little bit backwards, uh, but doing more exercise can help you with your sleep too. Mitch, most of the stuff you tell me sounds backwards, but then I execute it, and then I'm like, wow. You actually know stuff. Sometimes backwards is forwards. Yeah. So, yeah, I just thought that was a really interesting one because um, I know that a lot of the time people have really long work hours, and then they feel they're too tired to exercise, and then they're going to bed struggling to get to sleep, and they wake up the next day shattered, whereas if you could make time for a bit of movement, your sleep's going to be better. Do you think that there is widely, especially in the kind of social media world or the entrepreneurial world, a culture of 
almost bragging about how little sleep you oh have. yeah massively yeah, yeah as yeah, though yeah, somehow yeah. that having three hours sleep or whatever means that you're working harder than everyone mm-hmm. else and i think you hear all these stories about like and like the one i can think of specifically is arnold schwarzenegger and he said that he never slept more than six hours and i just think you know it's sending a really bad message because yeah. i think something like sleep it's almost as though if you said oh i I've, I've never had a i've never had a cabbage (laughs) and there's a correlation between success and the lack of cabbage in your diet but it's not true mitch there's (laughs) not i think there's not a correlation between (laughs) the lack of cabbage as a side note to that these metaphors schwarzenegger was also juicing himself up to the eyeballs which helped with recovery and he didn't need as much sleep so that's a side note but yeah it is i think it's kind of the gary v gay uh gary vaynerchuk um culture as well the ian lebruce culture (laughs) he's the gary v of edinburgh shout out ian lebruce definitely doesn't listen but shout him out and he yeah kind of encouraging this constantly striving to work harder um and then maybe sleep and other healthy aspects of your life are being put on the back burner whilst you're trying to achieve more efficiency with work i think you're right though because i think if you looked at any successful athletes Mm -hmm. i don't think any of them are bragging about how little sleep they have no it's, it's really weird though, isn't it? Because they kind of encourage like sleep less and you'll be more productive. No, you won't. You'll just be absolutely shattered and the work you are doing will be really ineffective because you're too tired to keep your eyes open. But I also think there's a danger of this kind of insidious effect of lack of sleep where, you know, there's, I think we all know someone that says, oh yeah, I, I work really well at five hours sleep. And just because you feel like your performance isn't affected, apparently... Bro Science 101 here. Right, sorry. Uh, we, need, uh, we need like a Bro Science bro alert. alert. Yeah, don't we? We do. We need a little klaxon to go off. I think we do. Um, okay. Apparently, it can be doing things to you that are bad, that you don't know. <laughs> I've heard, I was going to throw a crazy stat out there about like, it's the same as smoking. But then I'd be no better than the World Health Organization. That is true. I, I think I found a klaxon. Oh, that's a horrible klaxon. That's more of a horn than a klaxon. We don't want the bro science alert to be a gentle, kind of relaxing klaxon, though, do we? Is that a bit of a I think we've got a better one. There we go. Bro science alert. This will be our new bro science klaxon. So, yeah, what you said. No, I think I think you are correct there with that. Yeah, it's stuff. It, 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 what I'm trying to get at here, guys, is even though I'm not giving you specific facts or linking you to studies, it's the idea that it could be having a negative effect on your body that's not immediately obvious yeah. in superficial ways. Yeah, very, very fair point. Um, so yeah, if you're not getting seven to nine hours sleep a night, I honestly think that even if you feel you function quite well on five or six hours sleep, um, if you can try and push to get more sleep, is that the right term? Just make time to get more sleep. I, I honestly feel so many other aspects of your life will just feel a lot better if you get enough sleep in. Um, and then, yeah, kind of the, the most important point i find with clients the reason i put such a such a strong emphasis on sleep most of the clients i work with are kind of weight loss mainly um and as soon as people start getting poor sleep their food choices just get so much worse and i think with you can just have a think back to a time where you're quite tired maybe traveling on a flight or getting an early train or something you get to a shop you get to a coffee shop you grab anything that is nearby because you feel like crap and as soon as we struggle to get enough sleep you eat rubbish. This is something that we, I don't know a lot about, but I'd like to touch on briefly is this idea I said earlier about circadian rhythm and how food affects it. Um, and you mentioned flight there. Mm-hmm. 
can we set the bro science alarm okay, off, wait, please? Because we, we're gonna we're have gonna some bro science in. right here. Yeah, first class it, bro science. Hi, I heard. I heard apparently. Um, so if you're traveling on a long haul flight mm-hmm. and you want to kind of defeat uh, jet lag, yeah. Apparently, you should have breakfast and where you or whatever meal it is. If you're in the evening, like have that meal, then don't eat. And then the next meal you have is the equivalent in that new time zone. So let's say you have breakfast in the UK and you're flying to Gatwick. No, yeah. uh, you're flying to, <laughs> let's just say, Hong Kong. Okay. Uh, shout out Hong Kong fans. Um, then don't eat on the plane. Don't eat when you get there unless you're then having breakfast in Hong Kong. <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's bro science <laughs> facts there. But also, let's talk about something we do know about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how eating perhaps later in the day could keep you awake. Yeah, it shouldn't do. Yeah, it's another one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it really shouldn't do. I think it's a complete personal thing. Uh, if you feel good eating in the evenings and it doesn't interrupt your sleep, giving you kind of indigestion or anything like that, then, then do it. But if you eat in the evenings and it makes you feel rubbish and a bit... Um, a bit rank then myth busted I thought perhaps that that did affect the circadian rhythm so therefore if you ate later in the day it might wake your body up but guys what we would encourage you to do is to actually do your own research (laughs) yeah Yeah, I I honestly don't know of any research that shows that but it could be true there we go wouldn't be the first time no there we go yeah I just thought it was a a very interesting topic I think it's something that a lot of people sleep on That was good. Yeah, yeah. I actually saw a little quote uh, in regards to sleep, and um, do you know what? I saw it ages ago and wrote it in my phone. I didn't write down who said it. Um, so shout out to whoever said this quote. And um, if you don't sleep, you undermine your body. I thought that was quite good. It's all right. It's all right. I mean, it's straight to the point. It's it not, is. It doesn't rhyme. It <laughs> just you wait, Tipper. Just you wait. Here we go. If you don't sleep, your body, you won't keep. By Jason All. Oh, okay. I thought I was wondering if. No, that was it. It was just one line. Oh, okay. I thought the, the punchline was you coming. You undermined my point. Yeah. So, just another um, point I just wanted to make as well. Um, so, in regards to kind of exercise and helping you sleep, so how exercise actually helps you to sleep. Um, so, exercise has a chemical effect on your brain um, and it creates more. I, I apologize if I'm butchering the name of this. I know that sometimes when I listen to talks of people, uh, listen to um, speeches of people talking about food um sometimes they're american and they have really weird names for things or weird pronunciations of things like cilantro instead of coriander yes exactly that all the time and what's cucumber that's like zucchini is it no is that not uh the other one no the other uh uh the other green one no courgette oh okay yeah yeah maybe it is yes okay we need to start doing a bit of research before these episodes mate. <laughs> so yeah physical activity creates more adenosine that's the one i might be butchering um in the brain and adenosine makes us feel sleepy and um, so when we drink coffee that the caffeine blocks adenosine to stop us from being sleepy and keeps us more alert so by doing exercise you're kind of preparing your brain to get tired to sleep better so i know we like to push a bit of an exercise agenda here guys but if you are not exercising regularly sort it out you know what is the best sleep aid you could ever have i don't know what you're about to say no this is true (laughs) okay this is true i apologize in advance slightly anecdotal but true okay 
sex. <laughs> okay. I've never slept better than after sex. It's amazing, like the nicest sleep ever. And I think it's probably to do with like relaxation. Yeah. Probably to do with um, other things we shouldn't get into. Mitch, sleep's important, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Thanks for that, mate. Uh, right. Should we move on to Let's move our, on. our usual article setup, yeah. shall we? Okay. Article numero uno. Uh, so on the Metro website, uh, this is something that I covered on my Instagram story recently and had a lot of people messaging me about it. Um, so apparently one in four women feel too intimidated to go to the gym, study fines. I know we've touched on this in the past briefly, but um, also within this article, um, it talks about the top 10 reasons people avoid working out. And I thought it was just an interesting discussion point. Um, so yeah, I will, um, I'll let me know your thoughts, Jason, and then I'll bring up some of the reasons. Uh, so I put out a question sticker on my Instagram story saying, what are the reasons um, for you feeling intimidated in the gym? And some of them are pretty interesting. I did too, and uh, unanimously everyone said, Michael, you joke. <laughs> yeah, I put people off going to the gym. Just kidding. I didn't do that at all. Um, yeah, we did touch on this, and I would encourage anybody who's interested in this to go back and listen in the archives. Um, it's quite. I find it quite worrying that any demographic in society would feel intimidated or threatened or even uncomfortable by the presence of of another demographic, um, especially when there's absolutely no need for it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you can be a man and work out and not have to, like they're not mutually exclusive. You can get a pump and not have to try and pump a woman. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, thank you. We get that in a t-shirt. Um, but yeah, I just think like, <laughs> <laughs> and also we spoke about this as well. Like, I think a lot of men, and I don't want to get off in dating advice here, but a lot of men, if I am in a gym, right, and a, just a weirdo comes and starts hassling me, right, I'd be like, what's going on here? Right? <laughs> I've got, there's got to be some setup here. I've got to have some rapport. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going for a drink with you just because you're here, right? So the same applies if you're, like, trying to hit on someone. Like, you have to, like, go, hi, my name is Michael Joe. I've got a really popular podcast with a really sexy guy. Um, and they'll be like, yeah, I've heard it. And, uh, <laughs> it was shit. I gave it one star. Yeah. <laughs> Found you. Um, so, no, yeah. You, you build up, don't you? And I think, like, and also, look, you're not there to pull people. Mm-hmm. We also touched on this a few episodes ago about the speed dating class. Yeah, yeah, Look, you need to sort your goals out, mate. If you're trying <laughs> to pull someone, right, go to the pub or a club or whatever. If you're trying to make gains, yeah. make gains. It's true. So that was so because you've gone straight to the uh, pervy men topic there. I can't um, imagine there's many others. Was there? <laughs> no, no, there was. So, but we'll start with that. That was kind of one of the main reasons. Uh, I'll read out some of the stickers that people sent in uh, in response to why do you feel intimidated? Uh, pervy men have had one too many uncomfortable situations. Men coming over to give advice about form. Um, another one: a man offering to help or show me how to do something. Uh, let's find a couple more uh, men who stare uh, the creepy guys in the weight section watching you and trying to talk to you there's a common theme here I think um, so you touched on it very very well there Jason um, but as as a little point um, just 
don't talk to people in the gym that clearly don't want to talk to you. I also think don't go and give people advice on exercise form unless you are asked for it as well. That tends to be my kind of blanket rule. Unless there's like a young kid or something who's going to end up hurting himself because he's bending his back in half trying to deadlift. Like just going over to offer someone advice, it just always feels a little bit awkward. And especially when your intentions are pretty clear of why you're giving that advice to. Yeah, I think a general rule of thumb in life, not even in the gym, don't give people advice unless they ask for it. Yeah. Because often I find nobody wants to hear your advice. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like if they yeah. want it, they'll ask for it. Yeah, yeah. And I just, people have this weird thing where they think, oh, I know something that this person doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go and tell them. And the reason that you're telling them is because you want them to know that you know, <laughs> yeah. not because you want to help them. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So you want to go over and go, by the way, mate, you're not bench pressing properly. I know how to bench press properly. <laughs> yeah. You're creating this kind of hierarchy of superiority. If you're in the gym, being in the gym, far too much of it is this virtue signaling, this kind of peacocking environment of mm-hmm. showing people how good you are at everything. And it shouldn't be like that. You should either be in there to do your stuff, to kill your workout, or you should be in there to to spread love in a, <laughs> in a non-sexual, non-threatening mm-hmm. fitness exercise modality. Another T-shirt. Yeah, I did. we're coming up with a lot of slogans today. Boom. Yeah, it is true. And a lot of the time as well, it's clients come up to me during sessions. They'll say, oh, I was doing your program in the gym. And some guy came up to me and was telling me I was doing something wrong or I should be doing it a different way. And nine times out of 10, the advice they give is like utter nonsense yeah. as well. Like dietary advice, lifting advice, and uh, just, just please stop. Just stop it. Leave people alone in the gym. If you're asked for help, go and help them. Otherwise, leave other people alone, especially men that leave women alone. It's weird. It's not sexy or helpful. It's just creepy. People know how to do hip thrusts. It's not hard. It's really straightforward. What are the, what's the list on the old Metro website? Uh, on the Metro website. Okay, cool. So this is kind of what's the reasons for some people feeling intimidated. Uh, so top 10 reasons for avoiding working out. So the top one, not having enough money for gym classes. Um, so the, sorry to interrupt you. This is slightly different, I guess, than being in the gym. Yeah, I think this is just it. like this a is... maybe separate, slightly separate topic. But still interesting nonetheless. Continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it kind of touches on a lot of the points that people messaged in. So the first one, as I said, is kind of not having enough money for the gym or classes, which sucks. But you can get some amazing body weight free workouts that you can do at home online. So you can still do really good workouts. Um, so the second one was feeling too intimidated by the gym. Uh, the next one was worrying about looking unfit in front of other people. And that actually had message to me quite a lot. Mm. Um, people worried about what other people are thinking of them. Um, they're worried about doing stuff wrong and looking a little bit silly, but you really won't. And a point I like to make is that most of the people in the gym have no idea what they're doing anyway. So don't worry about looking silly because no one knows whether you're doing it right or not. Yeah. Someone I know said to me, um, so I'm thinking of joining the gym. What what do you think I should do before I join? Yeah. I was like, what? He's yeah, like, no, I but like, that how many how many press ups should I be able to do? And I'm like, no, that's why you go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. And I, it reminds me of people who go and get a tan before they go on holiday. Yeah. Or like, people that clean the house before the cleaner turns up. Oh, mate. <laughs> Tell I me bet about you have it. that all the time. <laughs> I've got a wife, so. Um, oh. She doesn't clean. Okay. <laughs> I was just trying to make a joke. Anyway. I'm really taking advantage of these wife jokes. Anyway, um, yeah, I just think it's it's silly. Like you, you've got this goal, um, and you're going to the gym. You're taking action to reach that goal. Mm. It seems silly to think that you have to reach the goal before you yeah. take the action. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, it's better that you're lifting your wrist curling two kilos than four kilos. You've got to, before you get to 10 kilo wrist curls, you got to work your way up. Yeah, like, um, to be honest, most of the points after point number four on this list are all pretty much the same thing, just slightly worded differently. Modern journalism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I, the thing is, most people in the gym, there's going to be the odd idiot out there, unfortunately. You get those in every gym. But the large majority of people... It's usually you. <laughs> Thanks. It's like most people in the gym are rooting for you and wanting you to succeed. They're, or, in all honesty, don't care. Don't care. Yeah, exactly that. No one... Like most... A lot of women think the guys are staring at them a lot of the time in the gym, or they just feel a bit self-conscious that people might be staring at them. Mm. Most of the time, guys are too busy staring at themselves, uh, curling in the mirror. Like, yeah. We've touched on this before. I genuinely believe this, mm -hmm. that most men work out not for women, but for other men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it, I think yeah, yeah. it's a masculine thing. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a male dominance thing, this alpha thing. Um, because a lot of women you find aren't really that interested in your yeah. abs. Nope. Mitch, I've never had abs. Put that top back on now. <laughs> Literally never had abs ever. One day I might get them. I've got a nice program here for you. Uh, no, I'm joking. Thanks. Twenty quid. You'd get like eight hours sleep, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Ab central. Yeah. So if you're feeling intimidated about the gym, then just ask us for a bit of help if you need it. Uh, we're happy to kind of give you a few pointers to set you on the uh, in the right direction. Um, but yeah, the gym. Although it can feel a bit intimidating, it's really not that bad a place. It shouldn't be. No. If you're feeling that, that's wrong, and you need to address that. Yeah. Um, I was saying this earlier to someone else as well. Exercising should not be a chore. It should not be an excruciating experience. Now, sometimes it's not going to be like, you know, Disneyland. And you're going to have to work hard, and, you know, there's going to be obstacles to overcome. But it shouldn't be like, you know, going back to school after the mm -hmm. summer holidays or going to the dentist type thing. Because as Mitch always says, if the program you're on at the moment, if you can't see yourself doing that in a year's time, then it's not right for you. It's about integrating something into your life that you can see sustainably being a part of your life for, for the rest of your, your life, you know, arguably. Yeah. So it should be fun. Uh, it should be something that you enjoy to some degree. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you shouldn't be feeling intimidated, that's for sure. And a lot of the time people feel uh, kind of uncomfortable or underconfident in a gym because they don't have a plan to follow. Um, so if you're going into a gym, make sure that you've got some sort of routine that you're going to be following when you're in there because that will give you a little bit of extra confidence too. There's nothing worse than kind of walking into a gym and just kind of looking around and thinking, right, what do I do now? Because that's just going to make you feel a bit crappy about the whole thing. I also think people feel like, because they feel like they're on their own, maybe sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, so guys, obviously I'm going to throw this out here. Mitch is usually out there being charitable. If you drop me a message at Jason Pro Unicyclist, uh, I will give you a discount code to one of my fitness classes at Primal Gym. Oh, uh, you can come along, you can be part of the community, you can do something fun, and at the same time, get a great pump and make some real gains. So drop me a message at Jason Pro Unicyclist, I'll send you that discount code. It's a freebie, if nothing else. What a guy. What a guy. I know. Cool. So, yeah, I hope you found that helpful. Anyway, so let's move on yep. to next article. So this is just an interesting one, and one we wanted to um, congratulate, first of all, because uh, Tom Watson, who is an MP, uh, he's a Labour MP. I don't know much about his voting history or whatever, so we're not going to get into politics. Um, however, he has lost eight stone, and he's got a new book deal. I'm not that bothered about that bit. Um, but he has absolutely smashed it. Um, and then we scrolled down through the article. And what diet was he doing, Jason? 
the old keto diet. Our favorite. Can I just say also, guys, if you're thinking about trying to get a book deal, losing weight will not guarantee it. Um, <laughs> the, the heading, of, the way it's worded, loses eight stone and gets a book deal. Yeah. There's there's no uh, correlation there. Uh, sorry, causation. There's not lose eight stone, get a book deal. Um, although that makes it, I've never lost eight stone. So you can hey. try it. How much do you weigh right now? Uh, eight stone. <laughs> <laughs> I ceased to exist. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what I'd write a book about. My life is Michael Ujo's sidekick. <laughs> Tell all. <laughs> yeah, like three copies sold, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Harsh. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so yeah, if no one knows what the keto uh, keto keto diet is, uh, just give a quick rundown. So here is a list of the foods when you're on the keto diet that you have to either cut down on or cut out from your diet. So all sugary foods, uh, grains or starches, so that's any kind of like wheat-based products, rice, pasta, cereal, all fruit, beans, uh, legumes, root vegetables, uh, low-fat or diet products, some condiments or sauces, unhealthy, quotation marks, fats, uh, alcohol, and any sugar-free diet foods. Also, it says in small print there, fun. (laughs) That's true. So, So there is a... One reason in particular that I think a keto diet is a good thing to do, and that is if you're epileptic, uh, it has really good results in limiting um, epileptic fit mm. cases. So then it might be helpful. You were going to say something. I was going to say Jordan Peterson's daughter, I think we mentioned that a couple of weeks yeah. ago. She had, uh, actually, that was a carnivore diet, but it pretty much follows the same principles. Yeah. You cut down on pretty much most carbs. Uh, so, yeah, it's um, so for that reason, it could be very helpful. However, uh, it's a very, very restrictive way of eating. Um, so it comes back to the message that you just said. Can you see yourself on the same diet plan a year from now? Um, and most people, if you looked at the way you have to eat on a keto diet, your response would be no. Um, so I'm not a big fan of it for most clients to go down that route. Some people it works very well for, well done, uh, keep it up. But for me, it's very overly restrictive and not an approach I would take. Also, is it not a bit of a red herring, pun entirely intended? I like it. Um, because, so this guy, I don't think it was unfair of me to say he was overweight before. Mm-hmm. He's adopted the keto diet. He's no doubt, as a consequence of that, cut out, many things Mm -hmm. that were causing him to be in a calorie surplus which he could have achieved not doing the keto diet so again we talk about these things we talk about the vegan diet as well like what it tends to do is it tends to open your eyes to a healthier way of living of Mm -hmm. cutting out negative things processed things high calorie things as opposed to the actual principle of the keto diet being superior to just Mm -hmm. a normal average mixed moderation diet yeah exactly that like every diet as you said before is is just a different way of cutting calories and i just feel there's a much more enjoyable way that factors in all the foods that most people probably enjoy to eat um that would be a bit easier for you to sustain long term um if you hate carbohydrates don't know who would hate carbs weirdo uh, if you hate carbs but if you don't like eating carbs and you're happy to cut them then yeah give it a try but um yeah it's not for me Mitch, here's a killer question for you Ooh, okay are there any mainstream diets that you think i won't say are are good or better mm-hmm. but are there some where you would go 
that's totally fine or that's cool or okay i won't tell you dissuade you from doing this one uh do you know what uh good question fasting for a start some people get on really really well with that so intermittent fasting and whether that's kind of a eating window or two lower calorie days throughout the week i've had loads of clients that i've put on uh, an intermittent fasting approach and they get on really really well with it because even though you've got those that limited eating window you're kind of eating normally um the other side of that so you can still kind of create these healthy habits for them to continue after the fasting process what about that potato diet yes that's my favorite along with the cabbage soup diet i thought so yeah that one's mental and also the um (laughs) (laughs) it is it is mental yeah why would you just eat potatoes unless you were irish in the 1800s was it the 1800s this isn't a history podcast (laughs) and also the uh oh what's beyonce the music festival that she went to coachella yes the coachella diet from beyonce she was on like 800 calories a day or whatever it was. Just cocaine. <laughs> she didn't mention that, but probably, yes. We Top cannot tip. confirm or unconfirm. <laughs> That'll keep you awake at night. <laughs> yeah. No calories, no problem. Yeah. Here we go. We've got the tagline sorted already. Oh, another t-shirt. So yeah. We, if, you, if you have any questions about the keto diet um, and you want to know a bit more, once again, get in touch at Jason Pro Unicyclist. And I'll pass you on to Mitch. Instagram page <laughs> at Michael Ujoa PT. Um, and we can give you some tips but yeah it's not for me like the keto diet has a big following online um yeah. so i'm sure there's probably a few people listening to this podcast that like that approach um and all power to you if it works you know why why shout out joe rogan big fan of the show mm-hmm. i know you're listening joe he was a big proponent of it and yeah, i think was. whenever joe rogan endorses anything it just disseminates yeah uh, across the bro nation yeah so yeah it is yeah it's a nice little dietary cult for people to belong to it makes them feel good something to talk about when they're not talking about crossfit <laughs> yeah pretty much right we're gonna get on to our last article and this one made us laugh a lot so we've got to talk about it oh, yeah. so it's an article on the metro again but um what's the best fitness equipment to use at your desk when you're at work jason if you're at a desk right now right arrange your fitness fitness equipment into best one worst one okay do it right now pause the pod <laughs> Right, and then see if you've got it right. Here we go. Okay, right. Number one, are we ready? A wobble balance cushion. Oh, brilliant. Right. <laughs> that would be number one on my list for sure. I like that they've got the pump there next to it as well, uh, just to show that you have to pump it up as though you get it out of <laughs> the box. It's flat. It's not working. I'm not engaging my core. So if, if people, I didn't, if I just heard wobble balance cushion, I'd probably be a bit confused. It's literally just like a blow up pad. I assume it's trying to achieve a similar thing to a BOSU ball. Yeah. Hopefully you guys know what that is. If not, the kind of the things in your gym, it's like a cut-off gym okay. ball. You're ruining the list because that's at the end of the list. So don't tell people about Oh, no, no, it's actually just the Swiss ball. I got it wrong. Carry on. Oh, now you've ruined it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, wobble balance cushion apparently is one of the best bits of equipment to use at your desk. I'm not sure what it will be working or how it's going to help, but go for it. Across an eight-hour day... Yeah. How many calories do you think you could burn sitting on your wobble board? Oh, like a good five? Five. <laughs> yeah. That they all add up, guys. Yeah, exactly. Five over a whole year is three hundred sixty-five times. That's five. a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wobble cushion, don't forget your wobble cushion if you're sitting at your desk. Compact as well. Next one, uh loop resistance band set. 
So I think I know what that is, but tell me. So you're going to loop the band around just above both knees. Um, and oh, wow. you know how we were talking about the woman from James Bond who used to kill people with her... Absolutely, how could I forget? ...with her thighs. This is the opposite. Yes, I know exactly what that is. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what we're imagining here is you sat at your desk, you've got this band... Uh, mm-hmm. around your knees and you're actively pushing outwards yeah, exactly. and engaging those tiny muscles that burn barely any calories so that's probably going to do more than the wobble board I would yeah assume. do you know what this one might help work your booty a little bit so a lot of people that sit down a lot throughout the day their glutes tend to become a little bit i don't want to use the word underactive because that's like a a bro science term that people like to throw around underactive but glutes. just we don't, don't have that problem they, do we? Don't, they don't work them hard enough <laughs> oh. uh, 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 so yeah uh, this one might actually help but i wouldn't want to do it sat on my desk and throwing that out there can you imagine if you turn around and your mate who was on the desk next to you is just sat there with the <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm just engaging my glutes <laughs> yeah creepy uh then after this this is this is my favorite one uh, so we have weighted one pound bangles so these are little bracelets you put one on your wrist pound. um and you don't really move your wrists when you're at a desk, though, do you? Like you're you're typing. Depends what you're looking at at the desk. <laughs> um, what blows my mind here is forty quid. Whoa. Okay. Where's that forty quid being put? Lord knows. One pound bangles. Just get some. We've got two kilo wear a ring. We've got two. You could you could find. <laughs> Shut up. You could find like a weighted ring. Just wear a ring. <laughs> Problem solved. I'm sure, like a basic. Because a pound's not much. No, not at all. So if you, I'm sure you could easily find a ring. It's two point two pounds in a kilo, right? And you know, if you put a one pound ring on each finger, you've smashed this out of the park. Honestly, right? Go back to last week's episode. We were talking about exercises we hate, and the criteria was: what are your goals? What are your aims? Who's putting these on? What What are you trying to achieve with this? One pound extra resistance on your wrist trying to get jacked wrists again so those people that do wrist curls <laughs> it's those same criminals to fitness yeah there we go right this is we kind of uh ruined the surprise here i know you're disappointed i can hear you all groaning uh the swiss ball uh, i'm behind this because one it's six pounds yeah which is much much cheaper than 40 pounds mm-hmm. uh and also if you head over to my instagram at jason pro unicyclist you'll see I did a lot of fun things with the Swiss ball. I would say, not in an office. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But yeah, so I guess you would get slightly more activation of muscles sitting on a Swiss ball. It's supposed to be good for posture, but would you want to sit on it all day? No. No. Okay, yeah, no. And then uh, maybe the most beneficial of all of them here, uh, although you would look utterly ridiculous, <laughs> I like is this, an Opti mini bike. Um, this one's from Argos, uh, and it's basically a set of pedals under your desk, so it's like you're pedaling on a bike whilst you're working. And do you know what? A good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's quite good. It makes me think of, we mentioned this before, the old uh, stand-up treadmill desk. Yeah. Imagine you're pedaling all day long. You could train for your Ironman and <sighs> Get work do, the, done. do the stock market. Because <laughs> that's what I do every day. Yeah. Yeah. You're always, you wake up in the morning, you're like, do I train for my Ironman? Do I go on the stock market? And one falls by the wayside. But now, <laughs> one trip to Argos, 40 quid for the price of two one-pound bangles. <laughs> yeah. You can have an Opti mini bike. Those bangles. 
Honestly, get out of here. I'm going to send them a message. Mate, you're ripping everyone off. This is some kind of pyramid scheme. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, like, how often you move your wrists around as well, like, whilst you're... As I said, depends where you're looking at work. I don't know. That's a bit of a weird one, that. But yeah, the pedal bike, actually, do you know what? Oh, wait, is that one? Oh, there's another one. Oh, this was hidden at the bottom. So this is a strong grip hand exerciser. Uh, and it looks like... Is this a jade egg from Goop? Looks like a Goop egg to me, <laughs> it does yeah. look like a Goop egg. Oh, uh, wait, it's not for your hand strength. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, mate, whenever you see these specially formulated thermoplastic eggs... It's a stress ball. Specially formulated, though. They are quite cheap, though. You could get a... a Swiss ball for that. Ah, you could. Yeah, I'd get for the Swiss ball. I would save that £5.49 and put it towards that wee bike. <laughs> Head to Argos, get that wee bike. That's That gets our seal of approval. We never like to put our names behind any products or supplements or services, but go and grab yourself a wee... What was it called? A strong grip hand exercise. No. Oh, the, okay. Uh, Opti Mini Opti Bike. Opti Mini Bike. Opti Mini Bike. You get a big thumbs up from the fitness tip team. <laughs> smashed it well, that's it jason that's the end of the article and i i hear that you've got something prepared for us where did you hear the that end of the pod uh you told me before we went recording yes i did yeah obviously we've abandoned doing any research in terms of looking for hip-hop quotes we're just making them up now we're just making them up now uh, and we're contributing to our album list now the track we're going to release an album at the end in the oh, to- yeah. notorious tip oh, yeah. okay. um t unit this week, I've uh, I've unfortunately not done it to the tune of any popular songs. Since let down, but that's because we're starting to write our own material. Oh, okay. okay, we're not leaning uh, on past successes. But this week, it all relates to our big topic, which was sleep, wasn't it? Okay, yeah, yeah. Are you ready? Born ready. You get a wee shout out in this. In fact, it's actually kind of addressed to you. <laughs> I guess in the way that Stan by Eminem. Wow, was okay. addressed to Eminem. Thanks, mate. Let's go for it. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Michael Ujoa, you toss and you snore. Your lack of good sleep means your gains are no more. <laughs> you know, listening to the fitness tip, drinking boom bod before bed means more toilet trips. You spend hours in the gym, but you're spoiling it. Staring at a screen in bed, what a state you're in. Trying to be an Iron Man, but you're made of tin. You'll come in 11th out of 10, but you think you'll win. <laughs> Without sleep in your schedule, you're more sink than swim. Count your sheep, have some herbal tea, take a sip, fall asleep to the sounds of the fitness tip. Ah, Jason, yes. Yes, mate. There you go. That so good. that's how important sleep is. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. This has been episode 29 of Just the Fitness Tip with Michael Ujoa and Jason Ald, Edinburgh's number one fitness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Uh, shout about it. Tell all your friends. Um, and yeah. We'll love you forever. Have a great day. We'll see you all again next week. Keep on tipping.